I'm going to tell you something happened yesterday. The lead executives are wondering what the heck it means. And it happened within five minutes. In fact, Adrian, the tweet right before, mm-hmm. Adrian tweeted about Durant. He tweeted something else. It was a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. It's a very strange trade. A very strange trade. And you'd really have to be a Jazz or a Nets fan to even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. I don't even know if I'm you on guys the edge know what of my I'm seat. Yeah. I, I have I, 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 uh, notifications uh-huh. They up, traded Royce O'Neal, who is a role-playing yeah. three-point defensive shooter, to Brooklyn for a future first-round draft pick. And so you're going, well, what do you care about Royce O'Neal? Why does that matter? Why would the Jazz do that? Why would the Jazz, who have two stars on their roster, mm-hmm. take a player who's one of their starters and best defensive players and trade him in a salary-dumping move? Why would they do that? To open what? up space to try to land Kevin? No. Part of a three-team trade? You say, why did <laughs> Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Okay. And you say, when Danny Ainge, last time he hired a coach, which was Brad Stevens. Right. What happened that same year? What did he do when he hired this young coach who'd never coached the NBA before? And he gave him a long contract. Gave Brad Stevens a six-year contract. Will Hardy, who they just hired, who was you know, going to potentially be a great young coach, they gave him a five-year contract. Very rare for a first-time head coach to get a five-year contract. Why? What's going on in Utah? What's going on? And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? Okay. And so I think the Brooklyn Nets and Phoenix Suns need to find out what's going on in Utah as well. Willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Hey, Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? All right, welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Mendelkin, Ben Craw, Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Whammy in the house. Gents, uh, it's been a minute We're back. since we spoke. Yep. A lot has happened. We're all, we're all juggling. Basketball is back, and we are back. Yeah. Uh, it's all been juggling. Lots of things. Our respective Blackberries are uh, blowing up this time of year with the NBA transactions. There is a ton to uh, unpack. We've you had know, lots, um, lots happened since we've last connected. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's wondering, oh, why, you know, what's taking you guys so long? It's, you know, it's been, been quite the. Uh, you know the hiatus. It's uh, it's because we've been running a victory lap that yeah, has. Uh, that's right. Yeah, this is the, it's probably the biggest quite thing a long, yeah. a lengthy victory lap that we've been running. So we're only now finishing that victory lap. Um, but yeah, we just like to say, we told you so. Yeah, we, we told, told you so. so. We, we were right. We knew. <laughs> yeah, we knew we were uh, right. <laughs> 
let's run through some of the greatest hits here we've had in the last couple of weeks. So Ben, your f- we'll do it in chronological order. Ben, your favorite player, DeJounta Murray, was traded from San Antonio to Atlanta. Christian uh. Wood moved to the Mavericks. Whammy, the NBA draft happened. Orlando pump faked. They wound up taking Paolo Banquero over Jabari Smith with a number one overall pick. Kyrie Irving mulled leaving Brooklyn, then he opted into his contract. Then a day later, Kevin Durant demanded a trade, immediately putting Kyrie, now under contract, on the trade block. Uh, A bunch of youngsters, including Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, John Morant, they all signed extensions. Rudy Gobert changed homes. Uh, Brian Windhorst ascended into mainstream culture as a meme lord, uh, which Ben alluded to just there. And now it looks like... Donovan Mitchell might be on the verge of relocating as well. So, guys, once upon a time, the NBA Finals happened, and then we took this summer you know, to rest and recover. That is no more. This is now a 24-7, 365 a day, day a year job. Um, you know, there's something new every hour, every day. The, the league has zero quit. So let's start here. How are you guys? How are you, how are you doing? How are you holding up the last couple weeks? I'm feeling pretty good, Chris. I'm feeling pretty good. I... Had a viral tre- tweet, found my audience. Mm. Apparently, remind us about that one. Fans yes. of the movie RRR uh, will support you if you come uh. out in favor of the movie. <laughs> I am. I am honestly heartbroken yeah. that big this miss. viral tweet didn't belong to me yeah, because I too watched the movie RRR. I too thought that it was an absolute cinematic masterpiece. And yet somehow I just didn't think to tweet about it, and I feel like I threw away millions yeah, in you potential did. earnings. Yeah. Um, they say they say it's about finding your audience, and mm-hmm. um, that's my audience. They <laughs> love talking about RRR. There's a lot of people who love it, and uh, it's it's great to see you know some of my content be appreciated. But then basketball. A, it, Wait, go ahead, Ben. Uh, I don't really care that much about basketball. Um, okay, yeah, I, sure. Yeah. I think we should discuss <laughs> Kate Bush our, now, or what's yeah for at least the next okay, twenty yeah, to yeah. thirty minutes. Um, what a film! It's a, fan- it's a fantastic film. Can't recommend it highly enough. Um, we should have our listeners. Can you write in and say, okay, I picture Ben as Rom mm-hmm. and me as Beam. Yeah, uh, and I would I would be interested as what the listeners think about that. Do they think mm-hmm. I'm more of a Rom and he's more of a Beam? But to sure. me, it's clear when we were talking about the film that Ben is definitely Rom. Yeah. And tell us what I you think about him. about the characters, who each of us is. Yeah, tell us tell what you us. think about the movie as a whole. If you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, what's holding you up? Get out there. Talk, it's on send Netflix. Us in. It's, yeah. We're thinking so, about changing this to an RRR podcast. Yeah. We are strongly considering that. It is right uh, now. We just thought heavy, of that. Heavy, heavy. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I will definitely watch it and, and, and I'll write into the show. I will email swishfmradio you know email at gmail.com. Yep. Attention, whammy. Attention, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, you can CC us on it if you'd like. Regarding RRR, the film yeah. on Netflix. Just use the hashtag regarding RRR, the film on Netflix, and we'll know it's about that. You should just use the hashtag RRRR. Regarding RRR. Yeah. <laughs> four R's. We'll know, we'll know what it means. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Well, that's for a later date, guys. Today, we are talking all things NBA uh, offseason, free agency, trades, draft, the summer league, um, you know, directions different teams are taking, kind of things that surprised you, things you're excited about. So I thought we'd kick it off with a conversation about what is happening what is happening 
in Brooklyn. So what actually, Chris, wait, are we going to steal the drop? Are we? Are we? Oh are yeah, definitely, we have to steal the drop. Um, I want before we go, I want to talk a little bit about what's developing in Utah. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Why? 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 Why would they do that? Very strange trade. Why would you do that? So, um, the Jazz are telling teams that they're not going to trade Donovan Mitchell. And as of now, um, I have been told Donovan Mitchell is focused on playing for the Jazz. That drop now belongs to us. That is property of our podcast. I hope no one comes after us, but yeah, that's ours now. I think this analogy is actually pretty apt. Uh, If you picture Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as Rom and Beam, Mm -hmm. there is a point in In the movie. Indian film RRR. Yeah. There is a point in the movie where it's revealed that Rom is, um, let's say, somebody different than Beam thought he was. Mm-hmm. And they separate. No spoilers. No spoilers. They, sep- they separate and are no longer able to team up. And that seems to be what we're dealing with in, in the Nets organization here. Uh, shocking that when he opted in, Durant immediately requested a trade. Now, it, I wonder if there isn't something there where it's like, he opted in and the Nets told Durant they were going to trade Kyrie and that's why he opted out. But on the surface, it's either Kevin Durant hates Kyrie or he loves him so much and the Nets said that they weren't going to keep him this year and they were going to try to trade him off and that annoyed Durant and he wanted to go. Will they go as yeah, a team? Or, yeah. or I've heard the theory. I mean, this, it's all sort of like conspiracy theory, but I've heard like one theory of like, you know, KD and Kyrie are, are good friends. And when it became clear that the Nets weren't going to extend Kyrie a long-term contract, KD was like, fine, then trade me. Like, you know, if Kyrie is not going to be here for the next three or four years, then you might as well trade me. But they're not trying to go somewhere together, right? That's the strange right. thing about that is yeah. they've done that. They've already been able to orchestrate that. And I guess Kyrie is so toxic now that no one... Like, even with Durant attached to him, somebody wouldn't take him. But that doesn't seem... I've never heard a rumbling that they were trying to go somewhere together. So that's why I'm like, is it... Do they like each other anymore? Is that is that why? So, I mean, why wouldn't they yeah, be like, just, let's go somewhere together? Let's go to it, it Orlando. Is, it's, just, yeah. it, it's wild. I mean, we should talk about how we got here and what, what's happening next. But so exactly three years after Where's Jack Kevin Ma? Durant... Where's Jack Ma? (laughs) Exactly. Three years after Kevin Durant announced that he was joining the Nets with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. Let's not forget DeAndre. The $40 million man. Yeah. On the eve of free agency. Wait, sorry to interrupt, but how did DeAndre... He got signed again by Denver? Why did they... He He plays in the league still, right? He's not... Un- but Katie and Kyrie don't play for Denver. How did he get a contract there? <laughs> he's he le- he's already left the Nets already. Right, he left mid season. They cut him. Yeah, right? so. he got signed by by the Nuggets though, right? No, he he went to a variety of places. He was with the Lakers. Yeah, he was with. The, he started last season with the Lakers, if you remember. Yeah, of course I remember and then, that. And then he I was cut. Everything. He was cut. He played Ben for the Sixers for like a month. I do remember that. Yes. And then. But those yeah, were like trades, know. right? It wasn't he no, he was in cut. The he was released and signed to vet minimums, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The so Denver just him. willingly decided to sign him. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Wow. I mean, he'll he'll <laughs> play a long time. He back up big. You know, he. It's not. It's yeah. not a premium position. So. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, exactly three years after KD and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan came to Brooklyn. 
Katie has now requested a trade. And, you know, we've seen this sort of thing before where an MVP caliber caliber player requests a a trade, a new home. But I guess what makes the Durant situation kind of unique, Wham, is his contract. I mean, he's under team control for another four years. And, you know, like often when these these situations come up, it's a player saying, you know, like, hey, I'm going to leave him free agency in a year from now or six months from now. You might as well trade me and get something in return. But that's not the case here. So I guess I'll start here, Ben, whammy, like before we even start talking about landing spots for KD and whatever else, like just your initial thoughts and reactions when you heard that KD wanted out of Brooklyn. My thought was he could force himself wherever he wants to go still. I know that the four years seems like a lot <clears throat> and a big onerous burden for that, but it, it, it was the player empowerment era is reaching its crest uh, with the Nets and everything that happened. Uh, I just can envision you, it. You think? I do. You think like I do. he's going to... Like, you think if 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 the Nets get a better offer from t- Toronto or, you know, fill-in-the-blank team, the Nets will ultimately do what KD wants? First of all, I think every offer for KD is going to stink. Like, you know, in comparison right. to having KD, the classic Winhorst, four quarters don't make a dollar in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but Classic Winhorst. But, which he stole from Bill Simmons, which he admitted. But it's... I mean, it's a Wendy quote now, so Bill can, you know, he's got to come up with something new. But Wendy's Wendy's taking it. But so I just don't see them getting a good deal for him. And so it's kind of like picking between the worst options. I mean, who's giving them a good deal for Durant? Yeah. It's like it's not like one team is giving him fit is give, would given would give the Nets fair value. If he's going to yeah. get if they can get Scotty Barnes or Evan Mobley, uh, you know, I, I, there's no other top 10 NBA player that's moving off teams right now. So they're not going to get someone to replace him. So they need to get the best package of young, young players and picks. And I just don't see a lot of premier premium young players on teams that want to add Durant to make the playoffs and win the championship. You know what I mean? Like the Cav- the Cavs would love to have, I think the Cavs are the closest in Toronto is the closest where they would love to have Durant because they are, <clears throat> you know, playoff teams that with Durant could be make a, make a leap. But like a team like Chicago needs him. They don't have anything to give. <laughs> like te- there's all these teams that are on that, in that five to 10 range or play in range. And all of those teams few of them have the necessary young talent and picks to get him. And um, then the teams that are like Orlando and OKC that are stocked with all these young players and draft picks don't want him. So how, where does that deal come from? It doesn't make sense to me. So I've, I've heard that Pat Riley is desperate for another championship though, but they don't have, um, they don't have, but Pat, but Pat Riley is desperate. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if he's Pat Riley, the, the heat heat culture. Yeah, that you know that carries but, a lot. That, of, that carries a lot of weight. But Pat Riley, a photo of Pat Riley, Pat Riley in that article. I he's saying, a master guys, motivator. He, I think he could just, probably motivate Kevin. The guy is really like a drug addict. He's like like jonesing for one last fix. When you say that, it's fu- it is funny, but it's actually also hold on one Tra- second. Here. Tragic. It's also true because oh, true. I do feel like. Um, that's why I think that it'll be sort of the player empowerment thing where it's like, there's not going to be that deal that they want. So they'll end up, you know, just taking a deal that everyone involved wants, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, Kevin wants to go to the heat. They don't have, you know, what's the difference between getting Tyler hero or, you know, Pascal Siakam. Is that like, 
life or death, you know, like what's the difference? So I, I just think it's, that's why it seems like it's going to be more motivations than assets or some part motivation, some part assets. And, the, ben, and Brooklyn your, has no leverage. What was your reaction, Ben, when you heard that KD was re- I re- mean, requesting a trade? Shock, uh, disappointment mm. were the first two sensations that I had to process and work through. Um, I did not expect this from Kevin. Um, you texted me, Kevin has a lot of growing up to do. Uh, I did. Um, although I will say, I think... Um, my entire opinion of Kevin and his uh, career and legacy uh, was swayed by one recent tweet. Um, So just to set this up a little bit, um, Kevin uh, on July 12th tweeted out, did you add to your legacy today? If so, what did you do? Uh, Quite a question to throw out there to his... uh, 20.1 20.1 million followers um, and a uh, Maggie Hendricks who's a uh, writer at Bally Sports uh, uh, replied um, I emptied the dishwasher mm-hmm. in, a, in a quote tweet and Kevin quote tweeted that and replied great leadership Maggie you made everybody in the house better today which adds to your legacy which honestly like um, just warmed my heart I, I, I love that um I uh, I honestly like whatever Kevin has done in the past. Uh, I feel he totally redeemed himself, and I'm now um, a fan of his. So I just hope that he finds um, a happy home. I think he deserves it. I think he's been searching and wandering the <clears throat> you know the the land for for far too long, and I and I think it's time for Kevin to come home. Um, and speaking of coming home, Wham, you floated a team I uh, hadn't realized was uh, was out there, the Cleveland Cavaliers. How would mm. you feel mm. as someone um, whose heart was broken uh, by Kevin by Durant Kevin. has ruined, has been worse for us than Michael Jordan in the 90s. Kevin Durant has crushed us. Yeah. Cost us, he, literally cost us multiple Cavs, championships. Would you would you be welcoming him with, with open arms or would you feel uh, dirty w- winning that way? A hundred percent I would welcome team Durant to the Cavs. So, uh, yeah, I would welcome with open arms. I would uh, gladly go drive Isaac Okoro, three first-round picks, uh, Evan Mobley, um, Mobley. all to the airport. I love Evan Mobley. I really do. I love him. But with Kevin Durant on the Cavs as constructed, I I think they are a major championship contender. I I don't see, I don't Mm. see, you know, I think, I think that's, they're gonna. Katie, they would be great. Garland, Sexton still on the team. <clears throat> Sexton's not on the team right now. He's still a free right. agent, but there literally is no market for him, so he will likely be back. But could, it would be come back. It would be Allen, yes, Sexton, uh, Jared Allen, Markinen, uh Darius Markinen. Garland. Just Garland. Just just Garland, KD, and Allen is yeah. a very attractive trio. Mm-hmm. Evan Mobley, very good, might be really really good. But he is not a number at this stage in his career. Not a, not the number one player on a championship team, and someone else is Mr. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's what we call yeah. a number one banana. Yeah, that's a yep. that's a top, that's a top diog. Um, yeah, and it's please pronounced that way. Top diog. Dog. And yeah, there's only two or three of them. And uh, if it was, I you know, oddly, he's 34, so I think you're looking at one more or two more top Diog seasons but man would that be a sweet treat 
So before we get into uh, Katie destinations or whatever, sure. I, I mean, let's talk about just the Nets for a second here. Like, at one point, this team was like talked about as like this is going to be the next powerhouse, powerhouse, and now they're going to be one, they're going to go down as one of the great, you know, NBA hypotheticals <coughs> down in again. The of the my league. friend, it's for the second time yeah. in a de- in a decade. And I guess I'm curious, like, how did we get here? Um, you know, like, how did the Nets fumble the bag so badly with well, Durant, Kyrie, Harden, who turned into Ben Simmons a few years earlier? Like, uh, we had Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Iman Shumpert, Torian Prince. That first year, Katie was hurt. The team was really legitimately fun. <clears throat> that that season, they, they went into the bubble with Kyrie. So I guess I'm curious what happened exactly. There was There is a man by the name of Kyrie Irving who is just uh, like a, uh, what's the word? A team killer. And he destroyed the team. They got, they got Harden for not a lot in terms of player assets. They didn't lose very much when they sent out, you know, Jared Allen is a a great, great center, but not going to change their, wasn't going to change their fortunes as much as James Harden would have. But then the vaccination situation tanked the team. So, you know, you don't want to play with a guy who's not playing. And then, and then like, they, I think I'm not taking credit for coming up with this because it's been said a million times. But the moment that they let Kyrie back on the court without having been vaccinated was the moment that they sold their team down the river. There was just no way after that that they were going to, you know, Kyrie and Kevin talking about how they're making the decisions of the team, et cetera, et cetera. Like, <laughs> Kyrie was holding extra practices. Incredible. That's after incredible. the practice. So... I want to push back on this. I actually do not place the blame on Kyrie. I actually think the Nets, like Nets, Nets management, yeah. is really the, the person. Because that's the thing; it's like people to blame. Kyrie's so you're saying, so Kyrie someone's on the bus. Someone's on the bus. They're blasting music. You're blaming the bus driver. I'm you're blaming, going up to the bus driver and you're saying, "Hey, buddy, how come you if can't?" The bus driver get this guy knew that they were blasting music before they came on. Exactly. And he said, no, no blasting music on the bus. And the guy said, I'm getting on your bus with and my music, whether you like it or not. And the bus driver said, here's what oh. I think the bus driver okay, said. Okay, you know what? You're right. You can come on. Here's what I think the bus driver said. Hey, I see you have a big stereo. We don't want you to blast music, but we want you to be yourself. Do you think you can do that? And Kyrie said, sure. And then he got on the bus and yeah. blasted and the music. And the bus driver didn't realize that the, but, that the person... Who they just said we want you to be yourself is someone who blasts music twenty four seven every fucking day of their life. I, I, um, I mean, yeah, sure. It's... And they're like, oh wait, that's so weird. Why are you blasting music? I I didn't ask you to do that. I just asked you to be yourself. Sure. And the that, person says that you know who I am, right? And then the person says, yeah, of course. Uh, you're the guy that blasts music yeah. every single day of your so life. You're so saying who's fucking okay. At fault there? Okay. So yes, the Nets management is just just wrong for making that decision. Yes. But they were not the people actively tanking the team every day. That was Kyrie. That right, wasn't the I Nets. Think, I think all of all of the issues, though, sort of predated COVID. Like, I, I think it just sort of played out during COVID. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the real issue predated COVID. It was Nets management. They made a deal with the devil. And they, you know, they, they made the decision that they wanted to be more relevant than the Knicks. They wanted the splashy back pages oh, and the headlines. 
Well, this is just fact. I mean, this, and by the way, I don't blame them. They, and they got two great players in free agency, but the way they got those players in free agency was by saying, Hey, if you sign with us to play in Brooklyn, you can have whatever you want. There will be no rules that apply to you. You will play for the Nets, but you guys don't have to really come to practice. You want to bring your friend DeAndre Jordan? Great, bring him. You want to fire Kenny Atkinson? No problem, we'll fire him. You want to trade away Jared Allen? Great, we'll do that. You know, KD and Kyrie got to play hooky with Brooklyn's whole future. They took all their draft picks and spent them and Karis LeVert and and Allen and Didwitty to get James Harden, who they played with for 18 games. 16. Uh, they 16 they got to like i said handpick steve nash as their head coach and then and you then know not, immediately you, and then usurped not. him yeah usurped him but, alienated him okay uh and then Kyrie, you know and then i understand the pandemic happened Kyrie went awol and just decided like hey i'm not gonna get vaccinated and new york city had this mandate where you couldn't you know perform indoors and theaters and arenas without the vaccination and obviously like no one on the Nets could have foreseen any of that happening, but I'm just saying like the issues that arose during the pandemic were sort of put in place before any of this stuff ever happened. Yeah. I'm going to read you a tweet, Chris, from uh, uh, October 29th, 2019. Let me see if you remember this one. Way back. Here's the team photo at Pearl TV tower in China where Kyrie Irving refused to remove his hat and instructed the (laughs) Nets to Photoshop it out. Clearly the Nets didn't. Below which uh, sits a team photo with uh, the entire team not wearing hats except for Kyrie Irving in the middle holding the basketball. Uh, okay. So <laughs> anyway, so none of this to me is surprising. It's 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 shocking and it's like it's sad because they had this really great collection of players and it could have been a really cool thing for the team, but to me it's really not that surprising like that it imploded and it it, it was just a matter of like when and exactly how. But like. Okay. There's no, yeah. there's no way that this was ever going to end well. So let's the the idea of the owner daddy, right? Where there's this culture that comes down and daddy is telling everybody what to do is dead in the NBA and in our lives. And all of us would like the agreement that Kevin and Kyrie signed up for. None of us, no, none, no three of us would ever turn down an employer telling us that you can do what you would like to do. You know, it, this is we want to work with you to build this. All that stuff is extremely positive, but you guys are framing it as a negative because of who that guy is. Like, obviously, if you pick a person who can't last in that system because they're so committed to just absolutely tearing apart everyone but themselves, yeah, that's that's kind of on them a lot. And yeah, it's on you for making that decision. But everything that happened after that isn't surprising, but it's still that person's fault. It's not no, but they acquiesce to his every at a certain point. It's one thing to be like, hey, we're going to be a super flexible employer. We want to be a partner with you and make this like a great place to work. It's another thing to be like, hey, FYI, rules don't apply to you. They'll apply Did to they everyone else. That? But they, they probably they clearly, like, made they, that. Yes. they probably said, hey, you guys, we want to accommodate you and make you guys happy. You are the stars of our franchise, I mean, this which is back true. To, like, in 2019, when Kyrie and KD joined the team, all of all of the players on the Nets, the Nets had this like advanced bio, uh, like yeah. this like biomedical team where all the players are getting tested. Katie and Kyrie are like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." <laughs> and the Nets were like, "Okay." Like, but what's like, the you, what's the other you option? You guys are the stars. What's the other? What option? was the other? 
to be like, no, your employees here, this is like, this is the company policy Listen, that like we top, you guys are two of the top 15 players in the NBA and we can't have you here unless you do this test that we all Yeah, do. but that's what I'm saying. Like it, 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 there were just a series of decisions. So none of this is surprising. Like that, I, I think that's my it's point. It's definitely like not the surprising. Nets allow this. Yeah. Yeah. Right, which is what I've been I saying. Was surprised. Like, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, Ben. Ben was. <laughs> this to me seemed like it was inevitable. But, but this is this is it, guys. This is every, unless the player is inherently a good person, every player is going to be like this from now. Like every superstar in the NBA can do this now. It, there's no more. Da- Daddy's gone. Pat Riley is the last person who is going to have a culture, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's. The player empowerment era is is here. There's no going back. I feel like it's like it's starting to. There's some cracks in the in the in the facade a little bit though. Like Donovan Mitchell. Like I feel like they're sort of realizing like, you know, like the player empowerment thing like works if you are literally like five Durant. players, yeah. not like fifty or a hundred players. It's like LeBron, yeah, giving, Durant, giving like they're control. realizing now like Kyrie might be a top fifteen or twenty player. Is it worth it for him to be like, r- like running your organization? Like maybe not. Actually, I mean, well, of course, it depends Durant. on like on the player and like how they behave and their you know leadership and personality and all that shit. But like at the end of the day, like yeah, it's player empowerment. But like that really only applies to the very, very, very top. And by top, well, I don't even mean twenty. It should. I mean five. It should only apply. Yeah, I think the Jazz running the organization around who's like, you know, 20 to 30 best player in the NBA, um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't know if we want to start talking about him, but I, no, 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 yeah. I mean, this is is going to be a Nick. Is that, is that, is that going to happen? Bad idea. Oh my God. But whammy, I heard, I heard crazy, I heard crazy things too, that like the, they were like, yeah, Danny Ainge has decided that Donovan Mitchell can't like run the team anymore. So that meant like, they were going to, you know, cut his best friend who is Eric Pascal or they were going to trade away Royce one of his O'Neal. best friends, Royce yeah. O'Neal. And I was like, I mean, honestly, Donovan Mitchell is a, a very trade. good, very he's a very trade. good player. <laughs> he's a very good player. He's an all-star player. But like, yeah, like there's like to Ben's point, there's probably only three to five players in the whole league that you should really be catering to on that level. And honestly, that list is changing all the time based on health. Yeah, Harden's you know off the mean? list, you know. He was on the like list even th- two years ago. Like, Ka- should Kawhi even be on that list? Like, Kawhi Leonard hasn't old, played basketball hasn't in two, played years. two years. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, he'll play, and he'll play 50 games for you this year, right? Like, he's not going to play the whole... He's not going to play all 82. So, I, I mean, I, I get it. But I think what you're missing is what is the alternative if you're the Jazz or if you're the Cavs, if you're a small market team, or if you're the Nets. Like, what, what are the Nets? You know who's going to go there? Who's going to put them over the championship hump? I I think people want to play there. They don't. I mean that history has (laughs) history has said no. People do not want to play there. And um, you know, like I think that I think the process. You have two options, which is bending over and bending over backwards for a superstar, or uh, the process and. Not everybody's cut out for the process. We'll see what happens in Utah because they are about to engage in a full super tank for several years. And not every place or person has the appetite to do that. And the, honestly, it stinks. You know, the, the Cavs being bad after LeBron left was not fun. 
And we got lucky that our draft picks worked out, and it is luck, you know. Yeah, but two things about that. One, you got to have LeBron. Two, you oh, won a championship. Great. Yeah. yeah, two, you won a championship with LeBron. Well, after he that, came back. When we were bad, fair. we had no chance of you, coming back until he came but back. But even if you didn't win a championship with LeBron, you had, what, like eight, ten great years with LeBron, right? Seven, yeah. Like in Cleveland? His first seven, because he signed a three-year extension. That first, yeah, yeah. the first go-around, he had like seven years. Yep. If you don't win a championship with that guy, it's still like those are some pretty incredible memories for starters. Yeah, but and secondly, but then you're looking at the Lakers, you're looking at the halves in the league, and you're saying, how are they every year in the playoffs? Every year these teams are making the playoffs. Every year these teams are in the conference finals. That stinks when you're when you're you're looking at having a seven year window of making the second round. It's not cool. It's not fun for a fan base after year three all the expectations just keep going up. And once you win that championship and Chris, I'm really pulling for the Knicks with Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> but, but once you win it, all you want to do is win a second one. There's no, no there's no catharsis. There's no, I just limit. think that like, if I'm not a Utah jazz fan, I'm not an Oklahoma city thunder fan. I'm not, you know, any of the teams that have been tanking for the last few years, whatever. But like, I just think that honestly, I would be more excited about a future of like stockpiling draft picks than like going into year seven with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell again and knowing that it's like a first round exit. Well, we know you're a kink, Chris. You are a you're a, you're a, you're a project guy. Well, I I agree with Chris. I mean, I am a I am I am a tear it down. It's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I I know it's not fun, but look, Oklahoma City Thunder just got just drafted oh, Chet Holmgren. Look at their team. being spanked on the ass, you know. I mean, look. like that's that's pretty fucking exciting. Like that guy looks like he's gonna look be at their team. They, amazing. It's all seven foot tall, positionless. You know that from point guard to to center. Yeah, can, can we have a moment where Chris just footers. goes off about OKC and who? No, it's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm all They're for it. They're gonna be incredible. I think we need that, to pivot that to. That is gonna be. That is gonna be the Delican most fun. OKC Supreme Cream Dream Corner. Over. Yeah, oh. that is gonna be the most fun watch in the league. But when Poku, when Poku and Poco Chet are on the court at the yeah, same time. It's gonna last be night, huge. last night Chet was bringing up the ball. Last night they had Chet playing point guard in summer league. Mm. It was my dream. <laughs> I mean, the man looks he like looks amazing. A, just like a bean yeah. pole. But he's he's got he's just got that. He looks wet like Kevin Durant. Shot. He looks like Kevin Durant. Yeah. with with more. That's what deep. I'm saying. Like, but wait, I know wait, it's not. Chris, here's it's, the, it's a hard it's a hard future to here's get the on problem. board with. But like when it works out, first of all, it's never worked out. There's no example of it working out anywhere. The Sixers are with, with, sorry. The process has not worked. You know, it hasn't worked. Ouch. It hasn't but worked. That, but, what has yeah, worked? You, what has worked is acquiring a top five player. That has saying, worked. Multiple yeah, but no, times, no, whammy. but your standard there is work means uh, like the process working means that they won a championship. Well, even being in contention every year, the, the Sixers have not been in contention with Joel Embiid. They haven't made. A, have they made the NBA Finals? No, but that I think that like the, if that's your standard for like this working or not, they working, went from a ten-win team to a perennial yeah. playoff team. With, yeah, a, with a top five player on their and, roster. And, the Pelicans are they, just are they happy? Zion. You just said, why would you want another season of Grobear and, and Donovan Mitchell? Joel Embiid is just a cooler Rudy Grobear if he can't win. 
Like that's what I'm saying is it you're in year seven of him mi- making Pretty the second sure slightly better than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but you're yeah, but what you... you're not you're not hearing what you're saying. You just said why would you want to do seven years of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? Be- it's the, the same thing that's happening like a, in the 76ers organization. Like they don't they still don't. But it's the same thing. They're not going to make even the NBA finals. So anyway, back to the back to the the problem with OKC is Chet's going to get really good. Poku's going to get really good. You know, Josh Giddy's going to get rid- all these guys are going to blow up, and then they're going to sign a free agent deal with the Lakers, who already have an established top five NBA player from some trade that they'll make in literally. two years, and they'll win a championship there, and they won't win it in OKC because you need literally that has been said about Zion, John Moran. All these guys are signing extensions with small market teams that tanked and got. What about they're Giannis? signing their first extension huh. off their rookie contract. That's exactly what LeBron did, and then he left. That's exactly when you're 27. That's when you Look, go leave your original team and go win a championship with somebody else. If you play 10 years for the Pelicans, you know, if Zion Williams winds up, winds up playing 10, 12 years with the Pelicans, it's a pretty good, strong run. Like, Ben, how long did Patrick Ewing play for the Knicks? For the Knicks? 15, uh, yeah, like 12, 15 oh, 10 years? 10 years is an eternity. In like 14. Drafted in 85, left right. in 2000. And then he eventually played for Seattle and Orlando, right? But, like, do, do the Knicks fans have any regret about, like, tanking, being bad, and getting Patrick Ewing with the number one draft pick? Absolutely not. Did we win a championship? No. But, I, I, Whammy, I think, like, your but standard you, but of... Explain to like, me if why... you didn't win a championship... Explain to me why you just said... Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in Utah for because we've seen season. it, we've seen it a bunch, and we could see that it's not working. Yeah, and also they just weren't but making the, pro- the like they weren't getting any working. closer. They weren't. No, the, the Sixers six- are like they're making progress. Like I don't know if they're going to win a championship, but it, it feels like things are at least evolving and changing. And you know, I think having Maury there is like a, a big difference. I think that they're at least like we just killed them for having James Harden take a poo on his own face in the playoffs. Yeah, but they also had a situation where, like, Ben Simmons... They had a unique situation where a guy yeah. they drafted with a number one some, overall pick... They've had pick, some bumps in the road. The fact like, that they're, the, the fact mental that they're still and in playoff, just decided he didn't want to be there anymore. They had like, that, two that's a straight number one draft picks forget how to play basketball, and they are still a regular playoff team. Like, that is insane. I would categorize the Sixers as more of a success story than, like, a cautionary tale when okay, it comes to tanking. The mid-season, Joel Embiid demands a trade. What are they a success? Let's let's put some money on it, boys. <laughs> I'm not saying depends he's going on, to. I'm saying what what happens when they cap out when they don't maybe win? Maybe depends on what they get. They for blow him. it up and then you guys go. Look, why would you, you want to run it back with him in seven seasons with Joel? The Jazz being, traded Rudy Gobert for five unprotected picks. I would call that a success. Look, I'm all yeah, for the process. I honestly am. The Cavs engage in the process, and it's way smarter than what they did the first time LeBron left when they signed like Luol Dang. You know, like that, that sucks. But the, what I'm, what I'm articulating is, is that there's a point when you're a mid market, small market, non-premier team, when you need a top five, the championships are built off the backs of top five players. It's like, I cannot think of one championship in the last, since 2000, since the Pistons won, right. That has not been a top five player winning, winning the championship, somebody on the team being a top five. So that, but how many of those were top five players cannot, that came to the team because they thought it was like a better option than so the original almost team? almost all of them after the Spurs. Except for Giannis, except Giannis? for Steph Curry. Giannis was taken with the 15th pick? Yeah. Yeah, but then Durant and Steph Curry 
won a lot of them, right? So Giannis won one. Curry was taken the with Warriors. the pick. Yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but he won two championships with Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Of Durant. Yeah, so let's let's be serious Then he here. won another one without him. Yeah, um, he, won, he, won he, won, he won his first one because the Cavs were hurt, and they got a, they got a, you know what I mean? So anyway, the point is, is, sure, okay. But then Toronto won because Kawhi came there. Miami won because LeBron came there. Right, Boston just made the NBA Finals with a bunch of guys that they drafted and have retained. More mm-hmm. power to them. I hope they win a championship. But I'm still, I'm still saying, <laughs> I would say the Spurs are the best example of what you're arguing for, where Tim Duncan and Kawhi were all draft picks and they ended up winning together. But most places in the past decade have had to have a top five NBA player come to their team to win the title. And that doesn't happen with these process teams. Uh, it almost happened with the Sixers, but they got James Harden two years too late. I think I just think you have a very shallow idea of what a success is. No, like if, that's, if not, you're, that's not. If your only metric for a process team working or failing is an NBA championship, it's like, well, there's only one out of 30 teams yeah, that but wins that's, every year. But the thing what I'm telling you is that's also your metric because of what you said about the Jazz. Well, What's no, the I said that about the Jazz. Because we've seen the Jazz, and we can see but that it's we've not seen working. Everybody, this the Sixers aren't going to work, man. It's not going to happen. Based on what? Why? Why do you say the, that they have the entire one? history ma- of the process? They need more what? than they can that makes acquire. No sense. We just saw them they, lose in like terrible fashion, and they there's nothing that says they're going to get they better. Made the East, they made the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. So they backslid. And I think it was actually the semifinals, wasn't it? Yeah, they've never they made the to, they never they made the Eastern Toronto. Conference Finals. What was okay? They made the Eastern Conference Finals when they lost to Jimmy Butler, right? I don't. Or the Raptors no, when they I lost to the Raptors. That was the semifinals. Yeah, I don't when they lost to the Raptors. I don't think they've lost the Eastern in the Eastern that Conference was the semifinals. Finals. Point being is they've lost in the second round. That's the farthest they've gotten. I will say, as a pretty objective observer, like I'd be more excited as a Sixers fan than a Jazz fan. Like at least you have an MVP candidate on your team. You know, you're a destination that like other players want to go to. You have, you know, a good general manager. You have a shitty head coach, but like, I feel like <laughs> you, ha- le- you know, like there's there's a little bit more hope, and like each new season feels like okay, this is like a new twist on it. This is a little different. You know, there have been like uh, a lot of like turnover other than Embiid on that roster. Like, they're trying new things as opposed to Utah, which was just like the same dumbass. There's a thing. significant caveat here, though. Neither Gobert. Neither Gobert nor Mitchell demanded a trade. This is not like star players not wanting to be in a small market. This is Danny Ainge just traded Rudy Gobert. It's not Rudy Gobert wanted to play there. Donovan well, Mitchell but they was also, happy. Donovan, was he happy? I mean, the, he, you know, he's trying to run the organization. <laughs> Danny Ainge is trying to run the organization. That's a conflict. He signed a, he signed a contract extension there. He, he didn't demand a trade. Yeah, but it, is his behavior within the organization of like the moves that he wants to make that they're not, you know, is that conflict between him running the team and Danny Ainge running the team? Like when Quinn Snyder left, right? He left because he was like, oh, this is not going to work. Like, there was something there. He didn't have to demand a trade. He just has to say, I want to do this. And then the organization says, we want to do this. So I think you're, I feel like you're projecting a lot. Did Donovan Mitchell nor Rudy Gobert demanded a trade? Quinn Snyder walked away from the team and, you know, why did he, Donovan why, was, why did he walk away? I mean, that's the whole wind horse rant. I don't know why he walked away, but it's not fair to say that he walked away because star players were like demanding to, to no longer play there anymore. I'm not saying they demanded to not play there. I'm saying they demanded moves that were counter to the organization's best interest. And that conflict 
spurs you to move on from the player. You know that for a fact? That's what, that's what people that- are reporting in the podcast, is that Donovan Mitchell wanted to do things differently than Danny Ainge wanted to do things. And that's, But that's not why Quinn Snyder left. Um, that's, he, Quinn Snyder left because he knew that this change was coming. I just think this is a lot of like speculation. Like you, this is not hard. So, but part, you right? know like, that he didn't do those things. Whoa, whoa! You're calling you Miami's reporting not hard. Yeah, what the hell? I'm calling you're, it soft. All you're yeah, saying like, is all wow. you're saying. Say this. Like, wow. you're saying is, what is wow. this based in? Soft all reporting. you're saying is I'm sure of the opposite. Savage. So you're not. You, you haven't reported anything either. Mm. But you're mm. told you, you're just like inventing this idea that like these guys were demanding things from Danny Ainge. Like what? Where? Where are you getting this information? I don't know. Yeah, wait, Whammy, before you answer that, you do reveal. not need to reveal yeah, your sources. You, you do not need to burn your, your, your sources here. Okay, we're playing Chris, a dangerous he game, and I just want everyone to pump the brakes yeah. and slow down a little bit. Why okay? did he tear I think, it down? I think, I think Ainge just realized that they weren't going to win. So that's Sorry, why where are you getting that down. information? <laughs> I'm, 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 wait, I'm speculating. Uh, okay, I so you're just speculating. Okay, just to be clear. That's yeah, but I'm I'm giving a theory on why I think Danny Ainge is trading. Okay, sorry, I was I guess I was, but I'm not. I, I was, never said these guys demanded a trade. I guess I was essentially what you I was wrong for giving cheese. my theory on what I thought happened. I apologize, but I appreciate your theory. Okay, moving on. Um, Wham! Do you have a uh, a new character you'd like to um, workshop oh, no, on the pod, no. or is that not is that not happening anymore? <laughs> I saw that in the rundown. Oh, notes. is that in the rundown? I think it is in, the, oh in today's yeah. rundown. It's yeah, still, I, so this might have I transitioned into a bigger in, project. In ink. You know the Aristocrats? Sure. So the idea yeah. is to make this bid into a short film version of the Aristocrats where there's a bunch of different comics doing it. So I won't, I'll see. keep the bit under wraps, but imagine several different types of comics doing the bit, and that's, that'll, that's what it'll be. But it's okay. top secret, folks. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Topsy. Top I didn't realize it wasn't we're ready for prime there. time yet. All right. Uh, just a little teaser there we're to uh, in there. wet the appetites. Got to tickle. Is it? What is it? Tickle the ears? Tickle the of fancy. The... Yeah. <laughs> tickle the fancy of the listener. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about some of these free agent signings? Oh, yeah. All right. Here, I'll give you guys some of the heavy hitters. Let me know if there's anything you loved or you hated. Zach Levine gets his elevated experience, Ben. He has re- mm. reportedly agreed to a five-year, $215 million deal with the Bulls. They call him the knee. Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies have agreed to a five-year, $193 million designated rookie max extension mm. that could be worth up to 231 with incentives. Devin Booker and the Suns finalized a four-year, $214 million Supermax extension. Zion Williamson and the Orlando Pelicans have agreed on a max extension of $231 million. Carl Anthony Towns signed a four-year, $214 million extension with the T-Wolves. Bradley Beal inked a five-year deal worth $251 million. Jalen Brunson, Brunson's coming to the Knicks for four years, $104 million. Anthony Simons is going to the Blazers for four years, $100 million. James Harden declined his $47 million option and agreed to a new two-year deal that will pay him about $32 million next season. That's with the Sixers. Mitchell Robinson's coming back to New York, four years, $60 million. John Wall heading to the Clippers, two years, $13 million. We have some other stuff like Lou Dort, Usage Nurkic. $80 million for Nurchich, Lou Dort. 
Yep, Bobby Portis, Gary Payton II, Malik Monk, some smaller deals. But uh, anything jump out at you there, guys, that you thought was really good or really bad? Just the biggest move being Jalen Brunson is surprising. I mean, there's been a lot of huge extensions signed, but yeah. it seems like the Supermax is doing what it was intended to do. Hmm. People, Which was what? Keep people guys. are staying. People are staying in their in their team. I thought the Bradley Beal deal was fucking insane. They gave him a no trade. Yeah, the no trade thing. No trade. Little head scratchy. The no trade thing for Bradley Beal. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, because you know, in a year when he when whenever I mean I guess he won't demand a trade, but if he ever does demand a trade, I guess he really likes living in D.C. I don't think he'll demand a trade. He'll just keep making Washington an eighth seed at best. What's funny? Yeah. What's also funny to me is that. You 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 are like oh my god a no trade clause but like uh, if I was Bradley Beal and I had you know family and roots and a house and all that stuff I, I wouldn't want to go either I mean like I wouldn't want to be moved midway through a season and have my kids change schools I don't know if you have kids so I probably should look that up but he I wouldn't want my kids to have to move like all that stuff so so if you were an NBA basketball player Wham you're saying you would have no dis- your your entire career would be driven just by my family your family and not not any desire to actually win a championship well given the state of my current career i would say that would be accurate (laughs) so i mean where do i live i live in cleveland so that's not a me choice ben um Mm -hmm. uh but no i mean it's it makes sense i mean so so i as i've gotten older you realize like how the annoying parts of being an athlete like you know, not being able to eat, having to work out all the time, like a schedule dictated by another older man who yells at you all the time. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that stuff, like, is actually kind of lame. And yeah. so, like, him staying, I kind of find refreshing, I guess. It's not, I'm not yeah. judging it as a, like, I, I applaud him if he is considering his family or considering his own mental health and well being and just saying, I want to know where I am for the next five years. Anybody would want that. But it does seem counter to the last hundred years of sports history where it's like everybody's just supposed to want to win a championship um, in the fastest way possible, uh, which is what we've been led to believe. That's what all athletes want. But I'm, it feels like maybe not now. It feels like maybe that's not the case, which is why we need a mid-season tournament. Ah, yeah. there's a segue. <laughs> Something new. Is that happening? Some, uh, that's what they've been we saying. We need a season inside the season. I think it's good. I think it's good. The month of February is kind of a wash in terms of effort out there. And there haven't been any details about like what the stakes would be. Like I know it's all 30 teams, and then it's an eight-team tournament, single elimination at the end to crown the winner, and then... Is it just it? like a ca- it's like a cash tournament? Like the winner gets some money? Is it just the fucking I mean, prize pool? Like it, it, even <laughs> just saying we won this tournament that year. I mean, we gotta we, we gotta win. contact. They'd be our, like, oh, cool! Did you win the NBA championship? Oh, well, but, well yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's the like that. It's a long story. Yeah. I mean, all the teams compete, so it's. I mean, we were ti- we were yeah. tired. Yeah, we were right there. Well, yeah. Like, what's funny is that we have to. So call then, why don't you? Why don't you call it the NBA championship? We have to call some oh. of our European brethren because apparently this is pretty commonplace in a lot of leagues and soccer leagues. Right? They'll have a mid-season tournament or a mid-season event that somebody wins and. I think it's cool. It's like, you know, it's like a six man of the year award level of cool, right? It's not the yeah, MVP. I mean, that's my favorite award. It's yes. not the MVP, but it's like, if my, if, if my, if I'm the Orlando Magic 
and I or the or the OKC Thunder, and I can win the midseason tournament next year. I'm like, you can't. Crazy. Why would they be able to win it? Because they have all these young players, and they probably care more than the teams going for it. That's what I think. So you're saying this is a tournament that like most of the good teams are like resting their players for. I, I don't know. I'm saying mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see you see Kawhi playing in the midseason tournament because it's the midseason tournament. I don't know. Do you see? Do you see any like? I don't. I do not know. I do not know the answer, but I do know that if you're a star, if you're LeBron, are you really giving it all? You're in the midseason tournament, or are you trying to win? You know, you're getting Kyrie on your team, trying to go to the finals next year. So that's my question: is will it allow teams like the Cavs, teams like the T Wolves? I mean, the T Wolves are pretty stacked now, but um, will these teams that are not that are more play-in teams sort of have more juice in the midseason tournament, and that'll be fun? Yeah. Could be. All right, Wham, you mentioned the T Wolves. Let's talk about Oh, I love the T Wolves move. The trades. Let's talk about the couple big trades. Wham's favorite so player, Grobear. I love him. The Celtics. The Celtics acquired a Malcolm so Brogdon big. from the Pacers. So big. That's huge. It's so um, big. It's huge. That's really good. That's a great yep. acquisition. The wow. Kings acquired uh Kevin Herter from the Hawks. Who? Just kidding. The Jazz <laughs> sent him. Rudy Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves in a massive trade. Uh, we'll talk Chris about supported. the specifics on that. that the Chris idea and to do that. the Trailblazers. It was a great move. Well, yeah, for, for the, the for the Jazz. Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. The Trailblazers sent. Uh, the Trailblazers got Jeremy Grant from the Pistons, which is a nice. And then nice and then the Hawks. Ben, we got to talk about this. this is the huge. Hawks got uh, Dejounte Murray from the Spurs. Very sad. And for me. Um, if he'd yeah. gone to the Knicks, it might have been like my last best Hurrah. hope of actually caring about rooting for the team my home team um i think these acquisitions sadly, have been so underrated all of these trades the players that the teams that are receiving players i think make major mostly you know not maybe not the blazers but the little improvement there made major improvements by acquiring these players the hawks Dejounte murray is a huge acquisition it's gonna be a fun team huge. Dejounte and trey that's a that's a fun huge I mean, acquisition be, yeah, it's a lot of picks. I'm a little a curious how that works because so, they're not going to take Trey off the ball. So what is so The doing? Spurs got Danilo Gallinari, who they have since cut and has signed with the Celtics. They Which got a 20, 23, They got a twenty three first round pick, a twenty five first round pick, a twenty six pick swap, and a twenty seven first round pick. So I'll be clear. This is a theory that the I think teams don't value picks as much because of the new lottery rules. Yeah. So it's less of a certainty that you're going to have a top pick if you're very bad. So therefore, your pick is less valuable. Your pick got degraded that much when the chances of you having the first three picks. So I think teams are looking at the draft and saying, you know, picks one through four are extremely valuable. Picks after that are much less valuable. And since we're likely going to be in that after that camp, um, we can trade our picks. Because it seems like picks are just flying out like they're out of style yeah it's or, crazy or in style for well picks are out of style acquiring them yeah acquiring them is in style but acquiring them is very much in style but say. let's the talk, picks themselves let's talk about out of this style, uh, let's talk about the rudy gobert trade so the timberwolves got gobert the jazz got malik beasley patrick beverly walker leandro balmaro walker kessler jared vanderbilt a 23 first-round pick, a 25 first-round pick, a 26 pick swap, a 27 first-round pick, mm. and a 29 first-round pick. I think it's great for Minnesota. I really do. 
You think it's great I do. for Minnesota? I really do. I really, really do. I think it's a big addition. I think it's huge. I know Zach, Zach I mean, they're, Lowe they're disagrees, gonna, but I'm, I'm into it. I, mean, I don't like it. There are going to be stretches of every game where these guys can't be on the court together. <sighs> we'll see. I mean, Rudy's played in one, one system his whole career. We'll see uh-huh. if there are different things that he can do. Um, they, someone made the point that um, who's the coach of the Wolves? Uh, Chris Finch. Chris Finch. Finch was in New Orleans when they had Cousins and AD, and yes. that wasn't wasn't uh, you know a, it wasn't a rousing success, but it wasn't a painful, terrible experiment either. Uh, acquiring a guy like Robert, they they overpaid. I don't know if they gave that if they gave that package to the Nets. Are they getting Durant? I don't know. Um, obviously, I thought Zach Lowe made an interesting point, just like where he's like, you know, they can't share the floor. I mean, yeah, can't. Well, no, he was just like, maybe like, can you like test this theory before you go? <laughs> like, they literally put all their chips in. They're like, yeah. we're gonna try. It. We're gonna put all of our draft assets and bet it on this experiment. Well, I, was, I think they think. Not like a, I think they think that those, like I was saying, those those picks are not as valuable. Someone has determined, some nerd with a spreadsheet in the NBA, again speculating here, that picks are not as valuable as we once thought. So trade them away. Somebody is saying that somewhere. Um, because picks are going like crazy. I mean, three picks for Dejounte Murray, seven picks for Rudy Gobert. Who knows how many picks for Durant and Kyrie? Although I guess Kyrie's only going to get like no. He's going to get like negative three picks. picks and a picks. Three picks and a pick swap for, for Dejounte Murray. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of draft equity, right? So people are saying some again somewhere in the NBA, someone's saying draft equity is not what we thought it was. And then the OKC I mean, the, Thunder are saying draft the equity thing about is these... what we thought it was. The thing about these picks is like, okay, yeah, so a pick is not as valuable because you don't know where it's going to land in the lottery. Well, you have less and, of a chance of it being right. You have less five. of a chance, blah blah. And even if you get, it's hard to develop. Uh, you know, the prospect that you draft with that pick. But like, so even if you don't use that pick to draft, like, you know what else you can use a pick for? Uh, trading for players like Dejounte Murray and Rudy Gobert. So like, it does seem like the market. It turns out that they are valuable. Um, there's pick inflation. Because, but if you trade all five of your next picks, like you can't trade no any more picks to get any yeah. more players. So it's like you're kind of like maxing yeah, yourself you, out, aren't you? And you don't have ways to improve your team other than free agency and trades. Right. And the value in those picks is that those guys make such small salaries. You know, the cautionary tale is the Nets, who traded and three, I think the Lakers. Look, look at the Lakers first look. round pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, AD is still there, still AD's, playing well, and you know he's hurt all the time, but. But they don't have ways of like, yeah. But they get, bringing young, cheap talent on. But if they had their picks and not AD, you know, what are they? What are they doing? I'm not. Yeah. I'm sure, but I'm saying like maybe the move is to not sell out on all your picks. I, I feel you. I'm. I'm. I'm saying that somebody has determined that picks are less valuable than they once were thought to be because it seems like they're just there's something in some front office that we aren't privy to. That somebody's saying, like, look, actually, if we trade our picks, like, it's fine. Because they're going out the window, and nobody's nobody's stopping them. All right, give me, before we go, give me a quick thought on something you've seen from Summer League, the draft, something about a team that's building that you're excited about. Excited about? Uh, I am excited about the Darius Garland uh, extension. He, he got extended. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about the Cavs next year. I don't know what'll happen with Colin Sexton. I hope they bring him back on a you know ten to fifteen million dollar a year. 
short-term deal, one or two years, one year with a player option, maybe. Who knows? But um, it, this this offseason, the re, it's the offseason of the re-sign. It's the offseason of the massive pick movement. Mm. And um, I think that those trades are exciting. All of those trades are really exciting. If I was a fan of any of those teams, I'd be very happy to acquire the players that we got. Ben, team, a player you're excited about? Uh, I mean, I could be more excited about the prospect of Donovan Mitchell coming home <laughs> to Greenwich, Connecticut, um, and the closest NBA team to Greenwich, Connecticut. He's gonna. Course. He's your neighbor. Yeah. Um, he's a great kid. He's you, got a so bright you, future. You think the Knicks are going to slide into the DMs, Donovan mm. Mitchell's? It, see, it seems like it's happening. Yeah. That seems like how it's many happening. picks? Oh, I don't care how. Give him, give all the picks. Doesn't matter. Eight, he's bringing us, think? he's bringing us a championship. <laughs> They're gonna you go crazy. First. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been saying, I if Gobert got five, I can't imagine that Danny Ainge and Utah would, would accept anything less than five, right? Well, they are kind of backed into a rebuilding corner now. They had the element of surprise with Gobert. They probably had the option That's of true. just saying we're just gonna run it back, Man, but now they who, don't really have that. <laughs> it would be kind of funny Minnesota, if Donovan Mitchell Minnesota just got like left against? behind. Well I know. I'm, I'm, who is Minnesota like like did some other team offer four draft picks? But the trend, and then Minnesota's like, we'll give you five. The trend appears to be again, somebody is saying these hey these hey, we've ran the numbers. These draft picks are not that good. Because they're just flying out the door, man, and they're going to be—it's going to be more. I, I could, and actually, also could see that maybe our evaluation of Donovan Mitchell as fans is not as high as professional evaluators evaluate him as a player, and that he may yeah. get. Less oh, he stinks. Than, to be clear, he's <laughs> not good. He may and get less. I'm actually not excited about him. Well, I think it's—it's it's a very bad move for the Knicks. It's such a yeah. bad move. It's such a Knicks move to. It really is. It's like old school classic. It's like, hey, we got we got a guy who scores twenty points a game. He's yep. like, well, he shoots thirty two percent from the field, oh, but he can dunk. <laughs> he can dunk. I, I it's gonna he's he's gonna be awesome. Just trust by, us. By the way, R J. Bar- like the Knicks, the Knicks and R J. Barrett. You think they would have learned like, hey, like let's get more of that. Like let's get more <laughs> young you know draft talent equity stuff but they were like no 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 as soon as as soon as we can we got to get a 20 point scorer who's like not efficient in here yeah to go alongside julius randall and rj barrett and jalen brunson jalen brunson i I, chris you're excited you are Mm. excited about it aren't you chris is always excited though he's never not liked a knicks team that's the weird thing about chris there's a good there's a good reason to like the teams but as Wait, am move. I excited? Yeah. Am I excited about the prospect about sliding of into the Mitchell? DMs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on what the deal is. Six picks. So he's a value guy. All right. Six like picks. Four. Let's say four picks. Quigley. Uh, Obi Toppin. Quickly. Quigley. Uh, <laughs> all right. Quickly. Quigley. Both of those guys. Obi Toppin. Toppin. And IQ Toppin and what? Um, I don't know. What if it's just that four picks in those two guys? Sure. What if I they mean, trade RJ? No, no. Can't I think trade any RJ. deal that the I think any deal the Knicks make for Donovan Mitchell, where they hang on to RJ and Quentin Grimes, is a win. I guess. Do you really um, feel like Quentin Grimes is a hanger, like must hang? RJ's a must yeah, hang. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is is. is is really good. Maybe Quentin I get a read up on Quentin really Grimes because I feel like yeah, 
I feel like all these Knicks players that are not RJ Barrett can can go, and I wouldn't be wouldn't be too sad. Yeah, you sh- you should watch some tape on Quentin Grimes. He he's going to be really good. Well, that's well, um, then hopefully you can keep him. But I'm not an Obi Toppin yeah, guy. I'm not a. But I'm ske- I'm very skeptical guy. that the Knicks could get Donovan Mitchell without giving up either RJ Barrett or. Quentin Grimes and a package of like seven or eight draft picks. I think it you would, have would, the leverage though. I think because they because they the buttons pressed. So yeah. every day Donovan I will Mitchell say this: there. a backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson Oof. is ti- is is Oof. tiny. <laughs> Those are two six foot. The tiny sign. This little sign. Little is, guys. Yeah. Little. He's tiny. Very, Everybody's going to be dunking and going, he's tiny, he's so small. Yeah, doing the rock rock the baby to yeah. sleep. Yeah, there yeah. should be quite a bit of that in the garden. Yeah, uh, there should be, yeah. You must be this tall to dunk this ball. <laughs> Signs in the garden. I, I, he's a, Donovan Mitchell, exciting player to watch, though, so. But I don't think it's building it, building towards a real winner. We'll see. All right. We'll see. All right, guys. Um... Anything else? Oh, well, uh, I, I should give my team that. Um, I've been uh, excitedly watching. I think the Well, Pistons you're excited are... to watch um, RRR, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm excited to watch RRR. Yeah. I'm excited about Chet Holmgren and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I think yeah. the Pistons are going to be really good. Oh, I, yeah. I, watched... I mean, there's so many young teams that are so cool. I know. I know. Jaden Ivey. I, I caught some highlights of Jaden Ivey in Summer League. He's. I think he's going to be great. Pistons, So I'm OKC, really bummed Magic. that the Knicks weren't able to, to trade. And how about that him. Kings? Jalen Smith and the Kings? Kings. Yep. Jalen Smith. Playoff seems, team. Seems like playoff team. Well, Jalen Smith. Keegan Murray. Oh, Ke- I'm so sorry. Keegan Murray seems like a straight baller. Like capital yeah. B baller, um, yep. So Doubt. I love all these young, all these teams with all these young guys. It's just those are That's just may not be winners, but fun to watch. So many young guys. These are my guys. All right, boys. All right guys. We will uh, touch base soon, and uh, I'll catch you on the other side. All right. Peace. Always fun to do the pod. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.